like their bodies. Mm. They want to look like these artists, and these artists have these fake bodies. And I think that's why I'm even like going so hard, like with the working out. Because when I do make it, I want to show like you can have a natural body. You can look good. You don't have to get surgery. You don't have to change yourself. But it's so hard because it's like you know it sells and it's easy. Because if I did have my ass out, my titties out, I probably would have been me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watch on my own back where I'm from. It was never safe. Yeah. Need a hundred M's, it been a safe. Last chance, life a movie. Roll another one and get baked. Mix the honor wealth with the Gucci. Yeah. You know when I get a in it. I promise you gonna catch feelings. Oh, you gotta. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Between the Lines podcast, where we delve into you know entrepreneurship, you know entertainment, creativity, all of the above. Um, today we have an amazing guest, Miss Akila Devine. Uh, she is uh, born and raised from Baltimore, Maryland. She is a multi-dimensional, you know, artist. You know, she's a poet. She's an actress, right? She yeah. does so many different things, um, and I'm almost positive that her journey and her road to getting to where she is today uh, is just as diverse as her talents, right? She does so many things. But one thing we like to do and emphasize on the podcast is really just not talk too much about the highlights, the glitz, and the glamour. But we really love to get to know who the creator is, right? We like to know who the person is behind all of that because we know that that's going to be able to, you know, relate to the audience. Really let somebody know that you're able to do whatever it is that you want to do um, as long as you can persevere um, amongst those. So first of all, Akila, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, for getting going. We've been trying to, uh, let me see, we've been trying to... (laughs) Make this happen for a while now. I think this is going back since last year, maybe. Yeah. But you know, you know, our just calendars just probably just been a little busy. But I appreciate you getting on. And you know, before we even dive into the conversation, mm-hmm. I just want you to just really quickly let us know what you've been up to. Give us a little brief, little intro, and then okay. we're gonna dive right in. Hey, y'all! What's up? What's up? It's your girl Kiwi Divine. I'm here, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Right now, I've been working on a lot of shows. I've been booked and busy, so I'm blessed. I'm appreciative of all the opportunities, but it has been tough to balance shows while being in album mode. That Mm -hmm. has been extremely difficult, but somehow I'm just moving through it day by day, and I'm just excited for all that is to come. Dope. And it's funny because she she asked, she's like, are we going to talk about Dell State? You know, (laughs) but I think I think it's only fitting that we do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because that's kind of where I know her from. Right. Mm -hmm. We didn't really know each other too well personally, but I just knew a lot of her work and what she did on campus and, Mm -hmm. you know, just what she was the way she carried herself. And post graduation, you know, she's just been getting bigger and bigger, you know, more success stories. Um, So I just want to, again, shed light and congratulate you on where you are today, because, you know, again, from one hornet to another, you know how we rock. Right. You know, we're super supportive of each other. um, So Mm -hmm. keep doing your thing. Uh, but first thing I kind of want to talk about before we even get into, you know, again, the music, the poetry, mm-hmm. and just kind of your creative work. I just really want to talk about, you know, who Akila is, right? You know, the morals, the values that's instilled mm-hmm. in you. How did you become the woman that you are? Let's kind of just start from Baltimore, right? Like, how, mm-hmm. you know, what was it like growing up in Baltimore for you? What was the mm-hmm. family experience like? And, you know, how did it help you become, you know, the woman that you are today? I had a very beautiful and positive family upbringing. Like my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my siblings, they all poured into me in their own unique ways. And I think for me, when you have parents that encourage you and push you, mm-hmm. it gives you that that ambition and that drive that you need. From very early on, I was performing. Like the first time I rapped on stage, I was in third grade in elementary school. Yeah, that's probably I was doing thing. fashion shows in elementary school. Like. 
I was dan on a dance team. I was a cheerleader. Like I was always very involved active, in school. I was very active all the time, and my parents always like pushed me. Like, okay, go ahead, Akila. Like, even before third grade, like early on, like my mom and dad has taped to me. When I used to pretend I was like Erica Badu, I would put mm -hmm. sheets around my head and like wrap my head and like look in a mirror and make the brush the microphone mm -hmm. and just say in a mirror. Like it was something I've always wanted to do. I knew that I belonged on somebody's stage I and I it. always wanted to be like perform. I always I wanted to it. perform. I love it. So then if so how how was it was you were you inspired by something though at that age to do it, or were you just always just that way as a young as a young as a young kid mm. like did you see something that made you want to like tap into you know music absolutely like what was that where did that inspiration come from you so know, many different places so one my dad always used to sing okay my mom know. always played that good music my grandmother she exposed me to plays and musicals and we traveled so that opened my horizons as well and then my older brother like he always made us like sing and dance and do like the Beyonce dances mm -hmm. and all types of things sing it or whatever so that like really pushed me I love it. like when I was younger I love it and then as you matriculate and of course as you get older mm -hmm. um you know what I want to talk about is you know it's so easy to kind of get distracted or you know sometimes just like pivot sometimes to mm. do different things mm -hmm. but for you it seems like you just got better and better right because mm -hmm. you knew exactly what it is that you wanted to do mm -hmm. you had the vision um was there a time though like that you said you know what maybe this isn't the route that I want to go down maybe I'm not mm -hmm. meant to be on somebody's stage and perform like what challenges did you face you know as you matriculated to where you are currently mm -hmm. I've never felt like I wanted to stop doing music. Good. Because for awesome. me, I was talking about this the other day. It's so funny you asked me this. For me, music and performing is like breathing. Awesome. And it's Ooh, like wow. if I'm not wow. performing or doing music or expressing myself, it feels like I'm suffocating. Like it feels like I can't breathe. Mm. And if that's how I receive my oxygen and my air, mm. I need this thing in order to survive. I need to express myself, whatever outlet that is, whether it's in song, whether it's in poetry, mm. whether it's even a journal entry where I'm just writing and getting my thoughts out mm. for myself, because not everything is for everybody. That's and that's something that I'm learning too on my journey. Like I just got to get it out. I got to get the thoughts out. That you is know. dope. And what, so you do poetry, mm -hmm. right? You Music, rap, mm -hmm. you know, acting, you know, that's all creative, mm -hmm. right? What What would you say is your most, is your least favorite? <laughs> what would you say is you enjoy to do it the most, right? That's I'm sure it. you probably enjoy them I all, get that question all the but time. But which one would you say, ah, <laughs> I could, you know, relax a little bit, but this is like, I have to do this, right? That is a tough question because I feel like they're all, they're all parts of me, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a tough question. Um, I feel like poetry is like the heart of me, right? Awesome. I feel like rapping is more so like the fun, carefree, I'm going to just talk my shit, like mm -hmm. I'm going to show off a little right. bit with it. You're going to get crazy. Yeah, right and up. then singing is more so like the soul of it. Mm -hmm. Like they're all different components of myself, if that makes sense. I love it. Um, I would say like I'm always in my head the most when I sing though mm. I will say that because I've never been vocally trained mm. So sometimes I can get lost and like compare myself to other people that knows how to do runs or has a strong voice But I know I know how to sing I know I but sometimes I can get in my own way So have you found like like the coaching or the you haven't had the vocal training that you needed is what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Like have you do you feel like you are where you need to be now though? Or do you still feel like of course you no, can get better? But I always feel like it's room for growth. I always feel like I can get better, I can do better. So that is something that I still want. Got I you. still but you know, financially. 
<laughs> well, Thanks again, little tight. Well, since, but... you, since, you, since you say that, I mean, we was gonna save this for, but you might as well just knock it out right now. So you kind of say financially, and we was again, we was talking off camera mm-hmm. a little bit about your your single that's you know gonna be coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna be out by the time mm-hmm. this comes out. But um, and you mentioned that you know you didn't have the funds necessary to necessarily purchase it, but mm-hmm. you had a credit card and you had to invest in yourself. Yes. I think that's important for people watching and listening because mm-hmm. as a creative, as an artist. Um, just anything that you want to do in life, you know, sometimes you got to be willing to bet on yourself. Absolutely. Right? And that's exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that it'll pay off. So what was that feeling like of saying, mm. you know what, I had to really, this is the most that I've spent on yeah. a project. Yeah. Right? How did that feel for you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what what are you looking forward to the most, you know, out of that? Mm. For me, it was a sense of, I felt very empowered. Um, I was creating my own narrative for my story. And I had to control what I wanted that to look, feel, and sound like. Mm. So for me, it was like, okay, first of all, it's been a gap. Mm. It's been a long gap since I've put out music. It's been years. So I'm like, okay, I'm such a perfectionist, so sometimes Mm. I can get in my own way of like, oh my God, I can make this verse better. I can add a couple more bars in this song. I can do all these different things to change it when in reality it's already ready. You know Mm. what I'm saying? So it was me getting out of my own way. Also, me taking risks and making the necessary changes to make sure that I did that. So for me, that was, I'm going to swipe a credit card I because I don't have the money to fund this. Like, I've spent thousands of dollars on my single, and that's the I most that imagine. I've ever spent. And imagine. I'm just like, you know what? I don't even feel bad about it because at the end of the day, I'm really proud of myself for doing what I needed to do in order to make sure my dreams come true. Because if I don't take a bet on myself, if I don't take a chance on myself, who else is going to take a chance on me? Right. And how did you, like, what what can we expect with this single, right? You mm-hmm. invested so much into it. You know, you said, I'm pretty sure it's a very important piece of work for you. Mm-hmm. It's titled Hello. Um, what, what was the vision behind that? You know, what, mm-hmm. where did that idea come from? And what's the story behind just the whole yeah, so so hello is my declaration of like I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going nowhere. It's no more gaps in music. It's my rebirth. Stay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's my word. rebirth it's my in a in it. a sense. It's my phoenix moment it. of like okay, here's my confidence. Here's what I gotta say. I'm back. I'm better, and I'm not going anywhere. Okay. That's really what hello is about for me. Well, when was your last? Because you said it was the gap. When was your last uh, big music project or single? Single 2019. 2019. What was that title? That was Tribe. That was Tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm, I read something about Tribe now. Uh-huh. It's been nom- not, uh, it's been yes. accepted for something. 14, 14. film festivals. Can, t- walk us through that real quick. That's, first of all, <laughs> congratulations. Thank That's you. That's massive. So can you, I don't want to butcher the words or the award, but can you tell us what Tribe was accepted for mm-hmm. um, and, and what that moment meant for you as a creative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you're independent, I believe, right? Yes. Um, and to kind of have that notoriety and exposure, mm-hmm. um, that can inspire somebody else to, you know, keep doing their thing. So, uh, walk us through that feeling for you and like what that's okay like. so tribe oh my god it's so much behind tribe so unfortunately it was inspired by an injustice and i just felt so inspired to write a song about it um and it was just so visually compelling it was mm. like a whole movie like everybody mm. was like oh this is like a movie mm. it's so dope so of course we submitted it to a lot of different film festivals and we've been accepted into 14 film festivals that's and then awesome, we also man. won three best music video awards that is awesome so the feeling that i felt from that was like wow you know my name is being spoken about in rooms that i've never even been in mm. like i've never been to la it got LA. I've never been to Chicago. It's in That's Chicago. True. I've never been to a lot of these places, even the UK. I've never been there, but 
tribe is there. They mm -hmm. see my face. They hear my music. And unfortunately, it was during the time of COVID. So uh, I didn't get to so actually could, uh, show up yeah. and like be in those spaces and make those connections. Mm -hmm. But it did what it needed to do. That's awesome. And how do you um and it's how do you navigate through like how can I say this and word this properly? Mm -hmm. How do you navigate just through each form of you know how can I say this? I'm trying to find the right way to put this. <laughs> So you have singing, poetry, act, like all of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of navigate and choose what's going to get, you know, this amount of time? Or like, mm -hmm. how do you just navigate through each and every single one? Because, yes. again, you seem like somebody, once your mind is made up on something, you mm -hmm. seem like you're going to do it. Your vision is strong. You just yeah. love to create and, mm -hmm. and do. That's your way of expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. But how do you navigate through that? Because, like, for a creative or just for somebody that's, mm -hmm. like, out there trying to do more things than one, or, you know, just multiple things, they can't even get to the second thing that they love to do. Or they can't mm. even, you know, get started on this project because they mm -hmm. just feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Or, like, they don't have no direction. What gives you the sense of direction? And, like, how do you know what needs your attention and, like, what to gravitate toward, mm. you know, as you progress and matriculate through your, you know, yeah. your, your journey? So, one, I'll say planning and organization definitely helps me. Mm. Like, you have to set a start time and an end time. Like, for me, I'm like, okay... Since Hello is dropping January 29th, February, I'm picking up acting again. I can't do anything nope. acting related right now because I know it's going to drift off. I'm going to be Got in a total, you have to be in a totally different mindset. They're Got all it. different in their own ways. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And right now I really need to be in my music bag and I need to stay there. And I haven't been writing poetry. Mm -hmm. So essentially you do have to pick one because if you don't pick one, like when I've tried to do poetry, when I've tried to do rapping and singing and acting at the same time, I got lost. I wasn't finishing anything. Mm. I, I wasn't pouring into one thing to become a master at it. And you oh, have to become a master at it. So you have know. to put a lot of time and hours into that. So right now it's music. So I'm waking it. up, I'm writing. Late at night, I'm writing. In the middle of the day, I'm writing. If I'm in the car, I'm pulling out my phone. When I'm in the shower and I get an idea, I'm pulling out my phone. I'm not doing anything poetry related right now Got or it. acting. I'm just like focused on the music because this has to get done. That's my priority. That's dope. And it sounds like a lot of discipline too. That's good because sometimes mm -hmm. people feel like, okay, well, I got to just try to do everything at once. But you're just saying, yeah. like, you know what? It's okay to kind of pause real quick mm -hmm. and just kind of recenter yourself and mm -hmm. have that discipline. How do you like, so are there moments when you get overwhelmed though? Because you know, you like to do these things. So like, mm -hmm. how do you, get through those moments when you're overwhelmed or you feel like you're just flustered? Like, what's your form of therapy aside mm. from writing and performing, right? Because we know that's what you love to do. Yeah. It's a form of, ex of expression, but, um, like, how do you kind of, you know, fill up your cup to, mm -hmm. like, you know, get back to where you need to be to yeah. go out there and perform at, a, at such a high level? For me, it's, so, I'm a person that, one, I'm extremely busy. I have a lot going on. I'm also the person in my family that's, like, helping everybody. Gotcha. I'm a social worker. I'm helping youth and family and mm -hmm. community. So I'm always caring for everybody else. So my form of self-care is having the morning to myself. And that's working out. Like, in the morning, like, when I wake up in the morning and I'm making my smoothie or I'm having my acai bowl and mm -hmm. I have a good workout, I'm ready for the day. Love it. Whatever that looks like. And the days that I don't have a workout, I feel completely different. Mm. Or the days when I don't give time to myself, whatever that looks like, it's not a good day. Awesome. How do you, well, first of all, walk us through, a, okay, so walk us through a day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, just walk us through a typical day. Like, okay. A busy day. A busy, a, a busy, busy day. day? Yeah, like a busy day. <sighs> so a busy day that just happened, which was what? This week, actually. One of the busiest days I've had. So I'm waking up 7.30 a.m. Okay. I'm in the gym. I'm working out. So you work out in the morning. Okay. I work yeah. out in the morning. 
hit the sauna, got dressed, took my shower at the gym, went to my grandmother's house, okay. helped her, gave her her bath, helped clean up her house, mm -hmm. go to work. Once I'm going to work, I'm out in community. I'm working with youth. I am the director of programming at the mm -hmm. Greenmont West Community Center. So I'm directing programming. I'm checking in with our teaching artists. I'm checking in with our team workers. I'm checking in with our youth. I'm making sure like I'm assisting them their social, emotional, and where they are, how mm -hmm. they're feeling that day. Full work day, not getting off work till probably like about seven o'clock because all youth yeah. don't leave on time, okay. but depending on like what their parents are going through or when parents are picking them up. So I'm leaving work by like seven o'clock. Mm. Then at seven o'clock, I'm going directly to rehearsal. Mm. I'm not leaving mm. rehearsal until like nine, but then I have a I have a gig that I have to do, something that's due that somebody booked me for, and I have to finish that and turn it in by midnight. So now I'm writing a poem, I'm submitting that to her by nine, and then I still have to rehearse again, so I'm not going to sleep till like about 12 a.m. Dang, that's a busy day. Yeah. And and, I, and you you kind of brung up, you know, your, your nine to five, your job, your career, right? You graduated mm -hmm. with a, a social work degree, right? Is it? I your? graduated with three degrees. Three degrees. So and I so graduated. Under, so you got your, okay, what, what, give us all so three degrees. So I double majored in mass communications okay. with a concentration in public relations and advertising, and then social work, and got then it. I mastered in social work. Okay, that's dope. And now that we're talking about social work, so of course you have a lot of your creative work that you do, mm -hmm. but then you have social work, right? Mm -hmm. What's the passion behind social work and wanting to be there for community? You're very big mm -hmm. on it. Um, as am I, you know, we just love to kind of do things in our areas to kind of just yeah. help, you know, make it better. Mm -hmm. Where did that passion come from? What made you want to do social work? And, and mm -hmm. you know, how do you, you know, how does social work align with just like the artistry of a mm -hmm. killer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how does that, how does it kind of relate and fit in? So I was inspired, funny story. So I thought I wanted to be a nurse when I was in Dell State. I was like, I just want to help people. Did you I major was, at, at nursing at When I started. <laughs> When I started, I majored in nursing, and I was like, I just want to be a nurse because I want to help people, I want to take care of people, and I know mm -hmm. they make a lot of money. I'm going to be good. My family going to be good. I'm going to be set. I took that anatomy and physiology class, and I was you like, this right ain't now. for me. <laughs> this isn't for me. Right I was so frustrated, and then I lived in Law's Hall, and mm -hmm. it was an all-girls dorm. And it was this girl, she was coming back every day. She was so happy. She was like, I love class. I love this. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I'm like, what do you do? She was saying, I was volunteering here. I was helping community. I was helping the kids. I was on, and she seemed very excited about it. And she was like, oh, I do social work. So I was like, okay, I'm not really going, I don't think I want to be a social worker mm -hmm. because I thought that social work was only like taking away people's children. I didn't uh, think about the fullness about the of food. social work okay. and what it was. So I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. Got it. Got so it. then Got I went it. undecided for a while. Then I went mass communications and I was like, oh, I can finesse mass communications because it's so many electives. You can just double major and get two degrees and mm -hmm. just bust it out. So I was like, okay, I see the finesse. I'm going to plug it in. I'm going to do social work. So I did both of those and I started to love it. Mm -hmm. Like I started to learn the history behind it and how it was a lot of black people, you know, doing the work, mm -hmm. doing social work. Mm -hmm. Like we were helping community. We were doing like soup kitchens. We were like feeding the children. We were in schools. We were helping with education. And I think that like, it built me up because Dell State just really got me in tune with just my blackness and who mm. I was as a woman and just who I was grown into as a person. And it just really fit who I was and who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. So I got really excited about it, which is why I mastered in it. Awesome. Um, and at my job, it's the perfect space for me because we are art-based space. 
So all of our youth are artists. Mm. So they all know how to do something. All right. of our programming, we have a start goal and an end goal. Mm -hmm. So for example, we have a dance and choreography class. So they're learning how to dance and they're gonna perform. So the last show that we had, we had like over 250 people there. So I'm prepping them with stage presence. I'm prepping mm. them with how to perform. Oh, yeah. I'm prepping them with confidence. I'm pouring into them. There are moments when they're like, I can't do this. Or I'm afraid, I'm shy. I'm like, no. And then they know that I'm Akila Divine. So mm -hmm. like, they like, oh, Miss Akila, listen to your music oh so they I love that so they and they see like you know you can do multiple things you mm -hmm. can have multiple streams of income like you can have your profession and you can have your passion and they can align in the most beautiful way you can have your profession and your passion and they can align. come on come on <laughs> you can't skip that over but like okay so you so you in social work and what i'm noticing like not noticing but like i realize like you know, it's one thing to talk about certain stuff, but it's also another thing to be about what you say, mm -hmm. right? So being in the field of social work, like you actually get to be there for the kids and for people, mm -hmm. and just like the youth, in ways that a lot of other people might not be able to. Mm -hmm. um, what is something that you can tell, you know, just us listen, you know, listeners and people that's watching, mm -hmm. what is something that you can tell us about just politics and just like that space that mm -hmm. we might not really know about right as a social mm -hmm. worker there's so much scoop that you get about yeah. just community mm -hmm. right what is some like what are some things that you could possibly tell us about just that field of social work or just mm -hmm. like some of the things that might not really be at the forefront as much as it should be about being in that space mm -hmm. right the access that you have right mm -hmm. you know the the politics side of it or like just it's so many different things when it comes to social work yeah what's some gems that you could <laughs> give us for just being in that space you know mm -hmm. being able to give back and provide and you know just kind of help and be counsel for the kids and mm -hmm. youth, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know I, mean? I would say every day is constant lessons. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't prepared for that because you'll see aspects of yourself in the youth. You'll see aspects of yourself in community. You'll see aspects of your friends or family members that you used to have. And it's some good and some things aren't so good. Like right. you'll have community members where like you're very involved. You're very involved in their lives. Like. All of our youth, like, I love them. Like, right. they As were my should. own children. Should. Like, yeah. you know their stories. You know what schools they go, they go mm -hmm. to. You know, you're making sure that they eat. You're making sure that you're checking in with their pa your yep. parents. Yep. You're making sure, like, that they're educated. Like, you care about the fullness so of them. Yeah. Even the seniors in the community, like we were dropping off food to them at one point, like when they didn't have food, they were coming to the community center. I'm like, okay, you can apply for BGE assistance. I can help you with your water bill. If you need to make copies, I got you. So it's like you get so involved right. in their lives. And sometimes I think is, you know, when you can't do everything, right. mm -hmm. it's the frustration on their end and then on my end. Because it's like we can't do everything for everybody. Right. And, and that's the part of it. And that leads right into this next point so I'm, a, I'm an educator right i teach and i work with children mm -hmm. um and i love them to death mm -hmm. right i love you know teaching and, and kind of being there for students mm -hmm. but again sometimes you just form bonds with yes. students and sometimes you overextend mm -hmm. um whereas for you in social work you might it might be the same thing you go mm -hmm. above and beyond but sometimes i feel like and you know i talk me and a lot of my peers, we talk about this a lot. It's like mm -hmm. we overextend ourselves. And it's like at this point, we're like the parents because mm -hmm. unfortunately for some children, they don't have, you know, yeah. parents that are so mm -hmm. um, invested. But for you, like, do you feel like 
there's ever a moment where you're like more so parenting than just really being there for them? All like, the time. Do you always feel like, okay, I'm just doing way too much? Mm. And is that a bad thing for you? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, do mm. you ever feel like I need to like take a step back? How do you separate the two? Right. From being, okay, Akila yeah. do, doing my job mm -hmm. and Akila like, damn, I really care about these kids yeah. and I'm doing my job, but I just know they're in need and I'm going to do what I can mm -hmm. to make sure that they're, how do you separate like, like so, what's that fine line? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was very hard to set boundaries. And I think I realized and I was like, okay, I was picking kids up and I was having them over at my house, making oh, sure their see? hair was done, yep. making sure they ate, see? I'm cooking, I'm doing all these things. I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, like I could be doing this with my own time mm -hmm. and I had to set that boundary. So now it's just like, okay, what can I realistically do to fill in the gap? Mm -hmm. And like my mentor told me, she said, you know, we are the gap fillers. That's what we are. We're, we're not the people that can do everything for our youth and for community, but we are the gap fillers. We can provide moments and experiences that's going to bring them joy. So I think once I began to focus on that and focus on, okay, what moment can I give you to bring you joy? How can I ease whatever you're going through right now? And that's been making me feel fulfilled. It doesn't make me feel bad about setting a boundary. It makes me feel good about, okay, this is this is what I'm going to focus on and then following through. Because with youth, you have to follow through. No, absolutely. They, you they have to follow touch. through. They will never forget. You never. Know, not a damn, you know, thing. And is, has there ever been any, you know, I'm sure there probably hasn't, but has there ever mm -hmm. been any moments in social work, though, not mm -hmm. necessarily your, your creative career, but mm -hmm. in social work, in your profession, um, has there been moments where it's just been like uh, an, an experience where, you know, it might have been, you know, a difficult situation, right, that mm -hmm. you can talk about, like, probably for you, a relationship mm -hmm. with a kid. Like, has there any, ever been anything? Yeah, I'll kinda... talk about one. It was a um, it was a community member, mm -hmm. and we were doing everything for this community member, like, getting food, doing things. Like, we stopped the food distribution. Right. When COVID happened, we were doing food distribution. But then we're like, okay, we're just going to do youth programming. We're going to do these other things. And we got so accustomed to doing whatever she wanted us to do. When we weren't able to do that, it wasn't received in the best way. Mm. And I got the backlash, I got uh, the curse out, I got the, it was crazy. It. And I was like, yeah. whoa, I've never experienced this. All yeah. I've done, to, you know, all I've done was try to help you. So it made me feel bad inside because mm. it's like, dang, I've done all, and it doesn't matter how much you do for somebody, when you're not able to do the same thing anymore uh, in community, they'll feel it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And now we're going to kind of go, you know, a little just left some of them think about, mm -hmm. you know, your artist, you know, music, all that good stuff. What is your um, what is your take on just where music is, you know, today, like hip hop, R&B, like whatever genre, like just whatever, just mm -hmm. music as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, where do you feel like Mr. Stanton music for you right now? Like, how, how do you feel about Man. the music industry right now <laughs> and entertainment? Like, are you, you know, heavy into the music and other artists? Like, who do you listen to? Who do you study? Like, just how do you mm -hmm. feel about music today? In a whole, I feel like music is constantly changing right now. There are some songs and artists that I do not like, mm -hmm. and that is it's so like mainstream. Everybody likes it, and I'll try to make myself listen to it. I'm just like, yo, I can't rock with this. Like, it's not it. I just, it's just not it. Like, and then I think because I do work with youth, it's like the youth when the youth are singing it. I'm just like, no, that's crazy. You got little girls singing this song. Mm -hmm. But I also know sometimes artists they don't want to write for kids. They right. writing for themselves. Right. So it's like also realizing I see both sides. Mm -hmm. Like I see, oh, how does a child feel when they listen to this, and what does that even sound and mm -hmm. look like? Versus right. what does it sound like when the general public 
you know, was listening to your lyrics, they're just receiving you as an artist. Got it. But um, the artists that I like uh, are Beyonce, Kendrick yeah, Lamar. Who's your, top five, who's your top five artists? Ooh, that's hard. Um, okay, well, no, save that. Save that. Let me okay. this first. Okay. Um, <laughs> who do you, who, like, who, who's your music inspiration? I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the same as your top artist because I feel like you can be inspired by people, but they don't have to be your top five. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But does that make sense? Yeah. Who are you inspired by in music? Like, who inspires you in your work and creative work? Okay, so I love Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I love, I love that. Yeah, I, I love him so much. Yeah. Um, I think he's very clever. I think his, I love his his syllabic patterns. I love his lyric. I, I love him. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyonce, okay. I think she's that girl. I'm a part of the V-Hop. I love Beyonce. Okay. J. Fair. Cole, Fair. I like Very J. Cole. Um, who else are I listening to? Okay, now your top, are they a part of your top five? Yeah. Three? Okay, give me two more, like, for your top five to complete that. Top five. Uh, can I say dead or alive? Yeah, your top five. Oh, okay, Jay. Yeah, all right, well, let me run it back. Let me run it back. All right, so, all right, so James Brown. Like, all time. Oh, of like, all time. Yeah, all time. Like, just oh, okay. All right, that's easy. Greatest. All right, yeah, all right. Word. All right, so I got James Brown. Okay. Beyonce. Okay. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. J. Cole. Okay. And Tupac. Tupac. So that's your top five, all time. Mm -hmm. Now, right now, you you got J. Cole, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, Beyonce. Give me two more that you would add in the top five for just current. Like that I would listen to. That you would listen to or that you like, yeah. You don't listen to nobody else? Man, I've, I mean... <laughs> and I, when I say, to, like, I'm not even saying, like, I just want to notice because it's like as a musician, mm -hmm. you know, I just love to hear y'all feedback on, like, the current state of mm -hmm. music, right? Because, mm -hmm. again, like you said, music is consistently growing. So let's let's go back to, you know, your all-time, mm -hmm. you know, top five, mm -hmm. right? You had James Brown in there. Mm -hmm. How did he play a role in your in your, in your your creative journey? Like, how did he, how yeah. was he instrumental in, like, you know, your music? He's my top artist of all time. Really? Like, I love that man. Like, if you look at his videos... And feel, he's yeah, the only yeah, person I, I know that can say please, please, please for a whole song, and and everybody's screaming. Mm. They screaming, they falling out. I feel like he's the he's the king of soul and funk, and I feel like for me, for music, the soul is the most important. Mm. When you can feel somebody's I soul feel and their energy, and right. music makes you feel. Yes. Music is supposed to make it's you feel. feel. It's, not it's not like, and it I is. feel like that's why it's hard for me to really name like. A lot of different artists because I feel like a lot of music lately hasn't really been making me feel mm -hmm. like I've been listening to the lyrics I can hear somebody's story I can understand the beat can be hard the lyrics can be cool you know but it's not really making me feel Guys, anything you're not really feeling you know who dope. does I'm gonna add to I'm gonna say Erica Badu and Joe Scott uh, okay I like that I like Erica Badu just I could definitely yeah see that. I'm gonna say um that. what I was gonna say so I think like how can I say this question it's a very like tedious tedious form of question so like for women in entertainment and media and mm -hmm. things of that sort you have to look a certain way you have mm -hmm. to be a certain way it's so many like societal pressures and the upcoming artists like we feel that we like okay even the artists we thought like oh like SZA like that's my I love mm -hmm. SZA but now like she you know she has her body done and that's like okay because now it's like okay bo body positivity that's a thing or like every woman that's like getting their body done like you mm -hmm. can't even shame them you can't even talk about it and I believe that like you know it's your body, it's your choice, I do agree. But what does that say to the young girls? Mm -hmm. Like when I'm having conversations with young girls, they don't like their bodies. Mm -hmm. They wanna look like these artists and these artists have these fake bodies. And I think that's why I'm even like going so hard like with the working out because when I do make it, I wanna show like, 
you can have a natural body, yeah, you can look good, and you don't have to get surgery, you don't have to change yourself. But it's so hard because yeah. it's like, you know, it sells and it's easy. Mm -hmm. Because if I did have my ass out, my titties out, I probably would have been made it. Nah, you know facts. what I'm saying? Nah, and then it's also like the point where like you even have to dumb yourself down. I think that like sometimes I'm saying too much in my music. Really? Like I think my lyrics sometimes are too deep. Really? It's too deep, it's too conscious, it's too whatever. And I think even like with my album that's coming out, I've been a little more freer with it. Like, mm -hmm. okay, what does it look like if I'm happy, if I'm having fun, if I'm not getting so deep, if I'm not getting so conscious? And even that might be too deep. Like, I, I feel like the things people listening to, they don't want to hear too much too much lyrics. They just want to hear a good beat gotcha. and just you saying something and just flowing, just on, flowing it. on it. And yeah, that's hard that. because it's like, I yo, when that. I really got something to say, people are not going to hear me because they, they don't want to hear. They don't want to wow. listen. People want to turn up. And, and, and do you think that's changed over time, though? Like, do, like before, I feel like people wanted to, like, with music, Mm -hmm. Isn't it supposed to be something for you to express yourself, right? Yes. But over time, maybe it could have just became a thing where it's like nobody wants to hear too much of the storytelling mm -hmm. now. But I feel like that's the art of music, though. Mm -hmm. You should be able to storytell. And... Absolutely. So do you think that's changed? Or do you think it's always been that way when it comes to like people not wanting to hear like too much lyrics or... Nah, I think I think people did care about it. Because I, I know like when Brett first started, when it was first birthed, people had a lot to say. Mm -hmm. And it was the only way that black people really heard. It's like rap. They're like, oh, what is this hip hop? What is this rap? Right. But we were really telling our stories, and it was the only way that we were really being heard at that time. Mm. So people had a lot to say, and people were listening to what they had to say. Mm. And then everybody else was like, oh, I want to do this too, because now people will hear me. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I even feel like that as an artist, like, people don't care what I what I say sometimes, but if I put it in a song, you're going to listen to it. Absolutely. You know? That's so it's facts. like one of those strategic ways you can get people to listen to you. Yeah. But I think it also depends on the listener, too, because we still have people that care about of music course. and mm -hmm. lyrics. Like, like actual music, right? Yeah. Lyrics, facts. yeah. What was your uh, uh, biggest, what would you say was your biggest pivot um, in, in your life, right? Like, has there been a moment in your life where you feel like you had to just pivot and do something different? Like, mm. you've been doing music for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But what would you say, it, it don't got to even be music. It could just be anything in general. A moment where you just said, I got to do something different. Mm -hmm. I got to pivot and just make a change if I want to be able to get to this level or if I want this to happen. Mm. What's like, what would you say is like your biggest pivot like in your life? I think the biggest pivot in my life is when I realized I was a person that was real heavy on self-reflection. Mm. I became such a deep self-reflector mm. that I started to analyze my everything. And I was like, yo, I don't want to be this person. Like, mm -hmm. even though, like, sometimes you can go through things and it can change you. It can mm -hmm. alter, like, your thoughts and feelings and, you know, just how you navigate through this world. And I was just like, yo, I don't want to be this person. I want to be dedicated. I want to be committed to my goals. And the only person that was stopping me was me. Mm -hmm. And that's really the thing. I think when I realized that, like, yo nothing is in your way. You can right. be wherever you want to be. Like, yo, if you really wanted to go somewhere, you can save your money and book a trip and just go. Facts. You can just Facts. go. Like, everything now is at the palm of our hands. It's just about how bad do you want it. Right. And I think when I had that aha moment, I was like, all right, it's, it's lit. I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready because I can do anything I put my mind to, and nobody's going to stop me but me. I love that. What would be, for somebody that want to get started in music mm -hmm. um, and just the creative realm, uh, what would be a, a word of advice that you can give give them to just, like, get started on their creative journey? Mm, I would say the first step in getting started on your musical journey is being honest with yourself, mm -hmm. not being afraid to get your thoughts and emotions out, and just starting. Just starting. Just start writing. Just start creating. What piece meant the most to you? 
that I have ever done like what or just a project what was the, the the biggest or something that was very meaningful what was your best or like most memorable piece that you've ever worked on project I, it don't gotta be just music it could okay. be anything it could be acting music mm. any creative work like what was just that project that you've learned the most or you felt like you've, you've grew the most like what was mm -hmm. just that one thing that you would just never forget i feel like hello like hello? my single hello i feel like this is the most teaching single project that i've ever worked on wow i've been getting a lot of lessons with hello wow that's yeah. awesome and when i ask you this question mm -hmm. um this is typically a question that i would ask to wrap up a show but mm -hmm. again i need the transparency Okay. And honesty. It's not really too crazy, but mm -hmm. so where you are today, um, on a scale of one to ten, where are you? I need the rating and I need okay. the reason why. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, where are you personally? Like mentally? Like where are you mentally? Mm -hmm. Where are you spiritually? And mm -hmm. where are you business wise? When I say mm -hmm. business wise, I mean like just everything going on in your life outside, you know, work. Music, mm, just mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. as a whole. So, on a scale of one to ten, where mm -hmm. are you mentally, spiritually, and business wise? And business wise, the rating and why you give yourself that rating. Mentally, I would say a six. Okay. I would say a six mentally, um, because I still feel like I'm in this tug of war with being in my own way. Mm. Um, because I don't think I've been given a hundred percent. I don't think I've been given 100%. And I think I'm a little what, afraid. What are you going to do to... Oh, go ahead, finish it. Oh, I was going to say, I think I'm a little afraid of what 100% looks like because there's so much sacrifice that comes with it. Like, if I was doing 100%, everything would be different. And I don't know. I think I'm but a little in a afraid. Way, in, a, in a great way. Yeah. In a great way. So then, so then why do you feel like... Why do you feel like you, you can't give that 100%? Or what are you exactly afraid of? If you feel like it's going to be in a great way, everything around me is going to change, mm. and like okay. I gotta, I have to mentally prepare myself for that first. Gotcha. I think I need to like have a deep reflection and just journal about it, write about it, about what that's going to look and feel like. To I have to mentally prepare myself for what 100% of a kilo is going to look like, because okay. that's crazy. Like when you show up 100%, that's how you look. That's how you're talking to people. That's mm -hmm. how you're engaging with people. That's how you're planning out your day. Like, if somebody approached you the wrong way and you have having a 100% day, you can't just be like, oh, hey. Like, you know, yeah, you can't respond yeah, any type of way right. because if you respond the wrong way, you can't, you can't be 100%. Right. right. So you got to think about the fullness of what 100% even looks like. I think 100% on you will be powerful. Yeah. It'll be powerful. Mm -hmm. So, okay, mentally... To, uh, six mm -hmm. because you feel like you're afraid of, uh, not afraid but like you're just not ready mm -hmm. for what the 100% could look like I think you are though but no I'm ready I just, just gotta, gotta mentally, mentally prepare well, okay, well, for it I, okay <laughs> um, uh, mentally spiritually um, spiritually I would say I'm at a nine Okay, I, I can see that. You, you're, I would say I'm at a nine spiritually. Okay, yeah, good. I feel like. And how is your relationship? I mean, of course, a nine is just almost mm -hmm. perfect. But like, how is your relationship, you know, with God? And like, how does that really play a role in, mm -hmm. you know, where you are? It helps me put faith over fear. And it helps me just go for it and take chances and take risks. Um, just staying very connected, very grounded, you know, making sure I'm having those conversations with God and just myself and just speaking it. And then it is. Mm, I love it. And then. Where is, where is it? Business? Oh, and business-wise? Business-wise. Business where are you, you know, what's that? I would say business-wise, nine. Nine, okay. 
Well, why not? I've been standing you on business. Got your, you got your single. You got your <laughs> yeah. single. Of course, hello. Um, aside from that, what other like business uh, endeavors or things you got coming up that you um, want to talk about? So I have an album coming out. It's called I Hope You Get This. What is that? What is, where does that come from? I hope you get this. It's going to be like a whole movement. Like I want it to be like a whole movement. And I hope you get this is essentially like my message to the world. But not even just my message. It's going to be everybody else's message mm. to what they have to say as well. Like all the things you wish you would have said that people understood. Mm. It's going to be like, I hope you get this. Basically, it's going to be like a whole movement. Mm, so I love that. When can um, we expect that? Do you, do you have like a timetable on it? Or that's just TVA. Coming? That's okay, coming. Okay. Yeah, that's TVA. Um, and I've just been, you know, speaking up for myself. Like awesome. I've been really like living and moving very boldly when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. Like. Not accepting every gig, um, not oh negotiating my, gosh. my rate. I swear to God, I was about to talk about, oh, for question real? about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, was really about to ask you a question and about just this. like not negotiating my rate. Like this year, I really wanted to do a show of someone, and I was like, yo, I can't do that to myself because yeah. this is my rate. And if you can't pay you me can't this rate, I can't do it because I've done it. I've Word done up. it my whole music career, and I'm so tired Word of up. getting a bare minimum because certain people you're going to pay. You're going to always pay your DJ, mm -hmm. you're going to always pay your photographer, you're going to always pay your videographer, and then the artist. You gonna lowball us? Yeah, we're and we the main shit, event. Nah, so shit. it's like, no, like I'm not. I can't. If you want me, you gotta pay for me. Real shit. Like, real shit. And that's crazy. Like, you, it's crazy you said that because my next question was gonna be before we wrapped up shortly is, mm -hmm. um, like, as an artist though, that's mm -hmm. still trying to get out there, right? That's mm -hmm. still trying to, you know, just be at the forefront and mm -hmm. get exposed. Like, how hard is it to like decline certain gigs, right? Because mm -hmm. as an artist, that's trying to that's I don't want to say up and coming because I feel yeah. like you've done enough. Mm -hmm. um, but like as an artist that's trying to like get a name for herself, mm -hmm. you know, you always want to try to get get on as many stages as possible, mm -hmm. right? Regardless if they're paying you or not. But yeah. for you, you respect yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna just stand on business, like you said, and, yeah. and you're gonna have to pay me. So mm -hmm. how hard is it to like really kind of say no to those things mm -hmm. and just kind of stay true to like if it doesn't align yeah. with what you got going on, then mm -hmm. I ain't gonna do it. Right. Like why is that important? Because I feel like there's so many people who you know, think that accepting everything mm -hmm. is what's going to get you to the next level. It's and not. sometimes <laughs> you have to say no. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so how important is that? Like, it's very important. All exposure isn't good exposure. Right. Every opportunity isn't your opportunity. And those are my two biggest lessons. Like, I'm not saying yes to everything. If I don't see, well, you know. Well, first of all, thank you for saying yes to the podcast. Oh, yes, yes. Was, even, thank, like, I don't well, even like, yeah, I don't even like doing a lot of podcasts. Like, I don't want to be so accessible, too. That's yes, my thing. right. Facts. I don't want to be so Facts. accessible. I don't want mm -hmm. my voice being everywhere. I don't want to be seen on every stage. I don't. I want to be very selective mm -hmm. about the stages that I'm on, the people that I collaborate with. Right. Like, it'll be times where I'm like, I'm not even doing collab. I don't have any collabs on my album. That's coming out. It's and I, that was very, it's just me. Awesome. It's just me. My next one, yes, I want to be more, you know, collaborative. Awesome. My singles more collaborative. But even that, I'm just like, okay, who are you pairing yourself with? Right. Who is this person? Because everybody you associate yourself with, they're going to look at you in regards to that person yep. as well. So you just have to be so careful in how you move, especially being a black woman. Wow. Some people be like, oh, I want to work with you, Akila, and then be like, oh, let's meet at Red Lobster. That's not a business spot. You're trying to take me on a date. You're trying to take me on a You're date. You're trying to take me Word on a date. Like, so I have to be selective yeah. like that. Like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Or let's do a video call. Just or whatever. Just whatever. Shit. I just mm -hmm. have to be very selective just about what I accept mm -hmm. <laughs> and where I show up and how I show up. Man, that's dope. Um, 
Well, look, Akila, man, I you know I don't want to have you for three hours. <laughs> um, I I think you know you're, you're doing phenomenal work. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I like to do on here is just really give flowers to you know when it's necessary or before it's too late, man. Um, mm -hmm. keep doing your thing. I'm inspired by what you mm -hmm. do. Um, I appreciate you for taking time out again, getting on the show. Um, and just never change who you are. Mm -hmm. Like never change who you are. Stay true to what you know. Just stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, the next time I get you on the pod, you know, you'll be. You know, signed artists, <laughs> yes. you'll have your reps, you'll, I have to probably, you know, pay for you to get on the show <laughs> next time. Um, but keep doing your thing. I'm yes. a huge fan. And, you know, is there any last comment? Oh, first of all, how can they stay connected with you? Um, like, mm -hmm. how can they book you for your work? How can they kind of, like, stay in contact? Follow you? me everywhere except home at Akila Divine. That's A-K-I-L-A-H-D-I-V-I-N-E. That's on Instagram, all streaming platforms. You name it, I'm going to be there. Um, and I just want to say thank you for having me be a part of this. Like, I love what you're doing. Thank I think you. it's so positive. I I just love it. I can't wait to see, you know, everything that you're going to do with this as well. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Look, if y'all enjoyed the show, comment, like, subscribe, um, you know, I'll get back to y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Peace. <sighs> that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I didn't want to keep it for hours. I'm like, I was about to quit. Nah, that was good. I, like I think I you touched on everything. Yeah. yeah. Get to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's going to take. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watching my own back.